and Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 256 of There's No Place Like Terra Stargate First Watch Rewatch Podcast. I am Nixie. And I just hit my mouth with the <laughs> mic. New <laughs> space. Who dis? Um, Grace with the chip tooth. <laughs> this is. It's, uh, you know what? The whole world is changing. We're off to a good start. Uh, you're li- t- today, we're going to go over. SG Atlantis, season yes. three, episode 12, Echoes, a.k.a. Do you speak whale? Do you speak whale? No, mine is a.k.a. That's not a whale. That's no moon. You specifically, McKay, specifically say that it is not a whale. It is a giant fish and then proceed to call it a whale for the entire rest of the episode. It's a whale fish. Um, as someone who is very partial to her cetaceans, to her dolphins and her whales, and it actually gets a little annoyed when someone calls like a killer whale, like an orca, but it's actually like a dolphin. You know which and, one like, bothers me? The dolphin fish? Yeah. Mm. Yes. Super yes. Because then... As a child mm-hmm. who was, let's just say, I think I've mentioned it before, very into dolphins yeah. as a kid. Yeah. And then you people would just, you know, family members would go, oh, I'm eating dolphin fish. I'm eating dolphin. And I was like, fuck you. No. But I couldn't say that as an eight-year-old. I mean, you could think it, though. I was thinking it. Speaking of things uh, that we did as eight-year-olds, um, I'm, I'm going to... Raise a glass to Beverly Cleary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, the maker of my childhood in so many ways. The first chapter books I ever read, I believe, were the Ramona books. I'm going to admit, I know the Ramona books. Uh-huh. I don't think I ever read the Ramona books. You're in luck because I've decided to reread them, which Great. means I have to rebuy them because I don't have them anymore. And then I will read them, them. Yeah. because I'm learning more and more. Um, the things in my childhood are a lot of what I'm basing my latest D&D character on. Can, can I tell you, this actually does fan well into my childhood because uh-huh. when you said... Beverly, and then the last name that started with C, I went to Beverly Crusher. Nope, nope, not <laughs> close. Nope, <laughs> wrong. Uh, nope. I mean, I mean, she's fucking cool too. Yes, but Beverly. Let's talk about this. I read the Ramona books. Uh huh. I didn't read Teeny, but I did read Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Oh, I did then, read that. And then I read Forever, and nope. then I read. Um, I think that was <gasps> Runaway Ralph. Nope. Oh, okay. She had an ability to capture s- strange little details that usually only kids nice. are aware of. One of my favorite things too is uh, a little moment in the um, in the Beverly Cleary books in the Ramona books. So Ramona had a big sister named Beezus. Okay, I had a big sister was not named Beezus, but was just as as like as Beezus-y? mean and yeah, <laughs> know it all. Um, I was that big sister. (laughs) You know what? I should be having this conversation with Brother Matt. But anyway, there's a moment where Ramona gets a new toy. 
a new doll. Yeah. And she wants to name it, you'll appreciate this, yeah. Chevrolet. Uh-huh, yeah. Because it's a beautiful name as far as 100%. she knew. 100%. Chevrolet. Yeah. Its she, nickname is Chevy. Yeah. Well, the thing is, to her, because it was this, like, very pretty doll. She's yeah. like, she doesn't know about car brands. She just heard that word before. And if you think about that word in Chevrolet. itself. Chevrolet. Yeah. It's almost for Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you give a little accent, like, Chevrolet. Yeah. <laughs> and so those types of things are the things about Ramona that I always understood and related to uh, and felt so connected to. Um, anyway, I, I I loved those books. They shaped my childhood. Raised my glass to Beverly Cleary. Thank yes. you. Thank you for for shining some light on the weird little awkward kids. I don't even know what like my first early chapter books were. Mine were those. And then I also read the Little House on the Prairie books. I didn't read those. I do remember. I do remember reading like my mom's Nancy Drew. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, they were like a whole collection downstairs. Like so, they're vintage. Yeah. Um, I do know. I it, it's, I was older. These aren't really early chapter books. I read, I think all of the Babysitter Club. Oh, I read those too. Yeah. Um and, oh, what was the other ones? Oh, I read a lot of American Girl. That's as close oh, as I, I don't got. Think I read those. I think that's as close as I got to like Little House on the Prairie. Okay. Um, mainly because I would read the rest of the books and like those were left at the library. Yeah. It's like what else do you? Yeah. Yeah. I. <laughs> these are probably where you and I split up a little. I read all the Sweet Valley Highs. Yeah. No. All the Sweet Valley. Twins. I remember. I think a couple of them. Yeah. The Sweet Valley Twins. The Sweet Valley Highs. Um. And then the V.C. Andrews books were a little mm. bit later, even. I think that was, like, eighth grade. I do know, basically, as soon as I learned that there were Star Trek pocket novels, <laughs> that's the only... Every, yeah, er, nothing else existed. I'm not exaggerating that the Star Trek and the Star Wars, like, the pocket novels yeah. of those, were pretty much all I read for you. The only fiction I read for years. I went through a phase of... um. All of the things that I was slightly too young to understand their cultural significance. Uh-huh. Like I read Catch-22. Yeah. And I read Breakfast of Champions. And I read Electric Acid Kool-Aid Test. See, the closest I get to that was... Le- Electric Kool-Aid Acid Test. I think I said that backwards. I don't remember anymore. I'm mildly drunk. Uh, the old, the closest thing I got to that is I, at the age of 12, uh-huh. when it came out, knew all of the words to rent. <laughs> and half yeah. of it did not understand yeah. Yeah. at all the intent. Like, you <laughs> you don't sing La Viva Wem at 12 yeah. and know understand what it means. It. <laughs> yeah, I you feel like... Wrote. <laughs> a lot of, what, yeah, pop culture in a lot of ways. I know that movies are a big one for people, uh-huh. but, like, I think I found my sexual awakening through V.C. Andrews books, yeah. which can't be... F- <laughs> Can't be good. That can't that's be not, healthy. That's, that's kind of fucky. That's a thing. It's a little fucky. Uh, I don't worry, guys. I grew through it. I grew through it. <laughs> um, but no, I, I, in fact, because I'm back into a Star Trek phase. Not that I ever was out of a Star Trek phase, but <laughs> it just it ebbs and it flows. It ebbs and flows. And I'm on a high intensity. Uh, yeah. I did, in fact. Uh, in the mail coming to me is an out of print Star Trek DS9 book that I somehow didn't have. <laughs> well, you gotta you gotta fill the collection. I almost have I almost have every single DS9. That's what you gotta do. 
that um, I write. Why are we here? We're here for a different star. Right. So many stars. Star. Oh, trust me, it is not lost on me that if you put the word star in the front of a series, uh-huh. I'm probably going to be a fan of it. <laughs> it's fair. It's probably true. <laughs> um, but April 20th, 2007. Uh-huh. Uh, directed by William Waring. Story by Brad Wright, Carl Bender. Teleplay by Carl Bender. One more thing yeah. that I forgot to share with you. Oh, that yeah. I wanted to share no, please. Is in preparation for today's pod, uh-huh. it's a brand new adventure. We're once again in a different recording space. We are. We're figuring this out, guys. We are, we are back at at the Houston Richards Tavern and Inn. Yes. Yeah. We're getting closer to getting the video back. To the Hobbit Hole, if you will, as I prefer. Uh, the Hobbit Hole or the, the Weasley The borough. Weasley residence. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the borough. I'm going to start calling it the Houston Richards Borough. That's fine. Uh, there yeah. is definitely a... I, I fully embrace... It's, uh, it's, it's a little bit of the Weasley. It's also, I feel, a little bit of the Adam Savage... Because he likes to know things and wants everything on display. Okay. I don't like putting things behind doors or or in things because if i put them there i'm gonna forget they exist and see that's that's where we differ where Mm -hmm. i'm like put everything behind a thing yeah everything hide it all away i need to have everything on display otherwise i forget it exists i mean that's that's fair my attention span my memory is only so long (laughs) whereas i'm like put all of it away (laughs) i don't want to look at any of it ever ever put it up if I could put the dogs in the cubby, <laughs> I, I would mean, put the dogs in a cubby. You could. The cubby may not exist. The as cubby, a cubby won't last very long. <laughs> but like, I want them to lay on their pillows and just relax, <laughs> so that, that my house can feel going. picture perfect for point three seconds. <laughs> That's why they're my favorite when they're sleeping. But even then. Yeah, Drakey can't just like sleep on a pillow. No, no, no. He's gotta like go upside down, broken dog on the back of the couch. He's gotta go exhibitionist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. gotta become an art installation. Yeah. At all times, look at Drakey. Uh huh. Um. Sometimes I know that our dogs are swapped. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I know. Probably. <laughs> because another thing Drakey likes to do is take. All of the things out of his crate. Yeah. And put them on display. Well, I will say that that is a trend uh, as you will see the mountains of dog toys <laughs> in the corner. Yeah. Uh, we will put them away and next thing I know she is like tearing them, them out. and throwing them out. I need out. to know where they are at all times. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's just knolling. We're opposite. <laughs> Drakey's just knolling his toys. He's just the, the weird guy. Yeah. Weird, weird little See, guys. I'm the per- again, if I have a Lego set, I have to take every single Lego I want to I want to arrange all the Lego set the pieces out. <laughs> Put all the things out so you can take an inventory. Exactly. That's fair. It's like the it is the number one lesson I've learned from Adam Savage in my life. Yeah. Oh, by the way, the thing I did to prepare for today's oh, yeah. session yeah. <laughs> is listen to Yeah. The theme from Free Willy. Oh my you god. Over and over on repeat oh, on the car ride over. Do you want to talk about something else that formed my childhood? Hold me like, like the river Jordan. Jordan. <laughs> I will then say to thee, <laughs> be my friend. Stop on the human. That's the only part I actually know. <laughs> I, I cannot tell you. Like... I think I had to get a second VHS. I 
VHS because I think I burned the first wow. one watching it. I like it. What I could quote that movie almost. It's, it was. I haven't seen it in years, but trust me, the amount of times I watched it. I will say of years, it did open my balanced. eyes to animal cruelty. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's, oh, that's because I had a very amazing, awesome valuable childhood i got to see eminals but the eminals that i got to see were in a marine sanctuary at at the monterey bay aquarium shout out to the monterey bay aquarium yeah yeah yeah. one of the greatest things in the world if i was any better at science or it had any more interest in it i think marine biology would have been right up i had most people when when you looked at again pre-teen okay pre 15, 16, mm-hmm. like me, if if you would guess what I would be as an adult, quote unquote, like what my <laughs> career would be, it would be marine biology. It would be yeah. working with, with dolphins. Um, I think that that movie honestly might be more than anything else what got me past just like, I like dolphins because they're pretty. Right. And so like, honestly, devouring books on dolphin intelligence yeah. and the interactions between humans and dolphins and like... Animals, man. They're fucking awesome. They're cool ass shit. And like, I, I've studied the entire life of Keiko. Like the orca that yeah. is in Free Willy about... The, the the progress of, of where Keiko moved and eventually trying to rehabilitate Keiko to be, f- like, eventually was f- quasi-freed back into yeah. the wild. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm for it. I'm mm-hmm. for it. I'm a big fan. Um, I think otters were always my guy. That's because, because otter, of where I grew up. You can't up. not love otters. Yeah, and the um, I, I, you know, let's we won't talk about their social structures and the things <laughs> that they do to each other. Because it's dark and ugly, and I don't love it. But <laughs> high reflection on human civilization, yeah, slightly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I just always thought they were cute. They're basically puppies. They are cute, and you know, you'd always see pictures of them like letting them back out into the wild, and so you get to see them kind of walk out onto the ocean, uh-huh. which you don't get to see often. Yeah, and it is very puppy-like. Yeah, uh, I was a big fan of those, and I was a big fan of sea turtles. Well, yeah, I do love sea turtles. Um, and I think it was, it was one of those shorts that's either was either in Reading Rainbow or in Sesame Street. Mm-hmm. But they showed the video of of the turtle laying a bazillion eggs. Yeah, and how they look like little golf balls or ping pong yes. balls. And then you watch them all try to get back into the ocean uh-huh. before they get eaten. And you're like, go! You just got this, go! buddy. Just you're it's almost so there. Close, you're so why, tiny. Which is why the opening scene of Moana still gets me yeah. when she helps the little sea turtle get back. it in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I I will fully admit I was a blubbering disaster the first time I saw a dolphin like in person. Oh, yeah. And the first time I it was like in the wild too. Yeah. And then it went, the, then the first time I got to like pet a dolphin. That's amazing. Um, yeah. We ugly have- tears on Nixie <laughs> as she's crying out of happiness because she got to scratch a dolphin. That's amazing. I haven't se- I haven't gone to do that. I haven't fed a dolphin. They're like rubber. I-, I bet it's like I imagine it's like a neoprene suit. But it's like a slippery. Okay. Neoprene suit. I gotcha. But gotcha. Yeah. Um, but I liked otters. And my other thing, and I and I again I blame the aquarium for this. Yep. 
is the small things, but you're like, is anemones? that a creature or is that a rock or yeah, is like, that a th- yeah. Yeah, 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 sea anemones. There's also these, um, I guess it's a mollusk. It was a, not the sea cucumbers, because I don't think you can no. pet the sea cucumbers. But I know what you're talking one, about. He looks like a big, he looks like a mole. Yeah. And there's those, and then there's the starfish. And, and starfish are always cool. Yeah. But you could, there was a touch pool where you were allowed to touch them. I do love, I do love touch pools. Yeah. And it was like this thing where they taught you, like, all of these things are alive. Mm-hmm. Be gentle, be mm-hmm. kind. And there was coral, there was living coral. Mm-hmm. And it was like, what a valuable experience to be taught these things as a tiny, tiny child. Because then you grow up knowing that these things are alive understanding the severity of yeah of this is a living thing Mm -hmm. without it having to be taught to you as an adult later i don't know i think anyone who lives near water it's the responsibility is to teach these kids who live around it this stuff well and i find it interesting because we both grew up near water but basically the most opposite of water that you could opposite (laughs) um but mine i had an interaction like that with an with an animal at a zoo at a young age and it was very opposite of i had the touch pools and they were great and everything but i remember basically they had a um a boa snake a boa constrictor and so i got to stand there and they put the boa around my shoulders and we got to like pet it and everything yeah and it was it was at that point where i was like snakes are cool yeah i don't want one personally i don't need it snakes are real cool yeah just a certain amount of respect just respect because i'm still in the phase of as long as i know that snake is not venomous it's totally cool i know that it's not coming for me and i know that it's not trying to kill me that's but even even if it's like as long as i know it's not venomous i will help escort it into where it needs to belong and not where it doesn't need to go i like uh so we have don't tell husband jesse this yeah. We have snakes in our in our lawn. Uh-huh. Just because we do. Like little, like, rat snakes little, or little, speeder snakes. little black ones. I yeah. I guess they're gardener snakes. Oh, there's, they're, they're gardener snakes, or there's one I had here, and it was, I forget what it was. It was, like, a fast one, and it had something. So that's what this one, they're little fast guys. Yeah. And so they hear the lawnmower, and they surface to be like, I'm here. Don't yeah. get me. And then move out of the way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's really always fun to see them. But every time I'm like, you startled me. I'm, uh, I'm going to tell you something that probably has already crossed your mind. Uh-huh. I'm waiting for your dogs to, to, to find I, one. I think they have. Okay. I think they have. Thankfully, I think they're... They're so dexy that even my dog can't get a snake. It's <laughs> like, no, nah, I'm out of here, bitch. Yeah, gotta go. Smoke bomb. Yeah, yeah. They're very good at getting out of where they need to be. No, they've they found a few because I know where they have like a little. I know where they tend to hang out, and every now and then I'll see Drakey just kind of ha- pacing. That's not where I thought you were going, and I'm glad that's where you were going. Wait, oh god. I thought you were like I. They? I thought you meant the dogs are like, I know where their, like, murder den is of animals. Oh, no, yeah, oh, God, no, oh, God, no. <laughs> where they take all the geckos. <laughs> no, the geckos, here's here's the comfort I take in the geckos. The the geckos... They're gone. ...get eaten. Yeah, gone. They're they're gone, they, they go quickly, and they serve a purpose. It's one gulp. Yeah, they're not... <laughs> he's not tor- he's not dextering them yeah no 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 <laughs> so it makes me feel good what i do love is that my stormy is very curious and uh-huh. he's far more gentle yeah i've actually seen him watch butterflies 
like the fucking good boy that he is. That's amazing. Um, but my other little monster, my favorite monster. I don't think Kaylee even registers animals that aren't <laughs> dogs, squirrels, squirrels, or geckos. Yeah. We yeah. were camping and there's like two deer staring at her and she's like, I haven't seen them. I'd what there's to, a squirrel over there? I'd love to know what Drakey does at a deer. <laughs> it's like, you're a big one. <laughs> I love you. I love you. <laughs> anyway, why are we here? We're here because of Stargate Atlantis. Right, right. Previously in Atlantis, yes. we found out jumpers are way more water resistant than we thought. At least <laughs> up to a certain depth. Yep. And Rodney made some... Whale friends, I will still call them whales for now, whale because at this friends. point they don't know any difference. <laughs> Before we actually start this episode, mm-hmm. I would like to be a fly on the tent of Roddick and Ronan camping. You know, I bet, here's what I bet. I bet that Ronan goes out there thinking that Roddick is McKay. That's what. Yeah. That's the impression. Yeah. And then Roddick gets out there and it's like, let me tell you about how I've survived in Siberia. You're doing that wrong. And then Ronan's like, oh, shit, this guy's cool. That's how that goes down. But then, but then Ronan just wants to go hunt. Yeah. And then Roddick's annoying. And so that, that takes a turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like, no, 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 bro. <laughs> no, no, no. Let me educate you about how I am the most interesting man in Atlantis. Yeah, in the entire, yeah. All of these cover is the camera here? No? Cool, because I can never tell you any of this on camera. You don't know any of these things. And it's the one, well, I mean, everyone there is trustworthy, but yeah. it's the one person that you know will hold your secret yeah. to death if well, you need him to. I also feel like Roddick's the one who's like, if you tell anyone, I will kill you. And and let me show you how I can kill you, Ronan. <laughs> like, yeah. Ron, like, it might be the one person that Ronan's like, this guy might be able to kill me. I know. Of, you know, Ronan doesn't believe anyone can, but he's like, oh, this guy might. I'm, I've been watching a ton of Deep Space Nine, and so now I just keep, like, interjecting some of the weird, mysterious backstory of Garrick into, <laughs> <laughs> into Ronick. I like it. I like it. Bunch of strangos. Oh, my gosh. Also, I'm pretty sure I am Grumpy Ronan in the morning before coffee. <laughs> yeah. Just less hand-to-hand skills. Yeah. Um... Also, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this. Dielectric permit permittative whatever the fuck Roddick yep. says. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is actually a thing. Okay. <laughs> Not just randomly putting syllables together. It's uh it's based so it's the main thing that's using ground penetrating radar, which is what Roddick said he was doing. Right. So instead of audio waves <laughs> penetrating <laughs> instead of audio waves. Uh, they send out electromagnetic rays. Okay. EM. And basically what it does is it reads, not say the different densities, the different materials, because they react differently as okay. the, the radar hits them, as the rays hit them. So, like, you know, a lot of stuff has sort of positive negative poles. Yeah. You know, slightly magnetic. Yep. And basically with the e- as the EM ray hits it, they'll, like, stand at attention. Oh, okay. And you can basically measure how how much they're standing in attention, the different okay. molecules. Got it. Yeah. So what does that give you a map of? It can give you a map of different densities underneath. Because if you send it down it and you're hitting it, like topsoil, yeah. but then all of a sudden there's a couple giant rocks and then there's bones and so stuff that, like that. that. Okay. That's what you're mapping out yeah. based on the how concentrated mm-hmm. the polarization. Mm-hmm. I get it now. I'm present. 
But Ronan reminds John that if he ever volunteers to chaperone the scientist again, mm-hmm. shoot him. <laughs> um, and and then they go and lose Atlantis. I mean, did they get drunk? It's, it's more Google Maps is off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like when you're like, you're at your destination, and you're like, I know I'm not at my destination. This, like, I'm pretty sure wherever I'm going is not in a strip mall that they're selling drugs out of. It is not in this tattoo parlor. (laughs) Pretty certain. Pretty sure there's not even tattoos in this tattoo parlor. (laughs) This quote-unquote tattoo parlor. (laughs) And John reminds Ronan, who's in full emo sulk mode, that Taylor did offer some meditation lessons, which I feel is just poking the bear at this point. I I like, um, yeah, yeah, we'll get there because we're going to get to the meditation. Later at night, (laughs) I guess Ronan does take her up on the meditation lessons. I'm impressed that he goes even this far. Listen, she is giving an amazing guided walkthrough meditation. It's soothing. In reality, Ronan is snoring behind her. So, listen, I had a conversation about this recently with mm-hmm. a friend of mine because um, I I like meditation. Yeah. And I also, I think I may have shared, um, I do hypnotherapy. Yeah. So, my therapy is traditional and I also do hypnotherapy. Mm-hmm. So, I am all about hitting those other brainwaves. Yeah. Uh, I was having a conversation with a shared friend of ours who shall remain nameless was talking about having trouble sleeping and i was like try meditation yeah it'll get you down into that theta wave yep if i think i think that's the right one because it's right. not the delta the delta is the one where you're out um asleep or in a coma <laughs> delta waves i'm pretty sure they talk about delta waves when someone is doing weird dream shit in star trek so that sounds right yeah and so the theta is the one right below <laughs> where which is what meditation can take you to yeah if you're if you're getting there where you're sort of aware yeah. But you're mostly resting. It's kind of like the twilight sleep stuff. Yeah. Um, anyway, I have learned how to take 15-minute refresher naps. Nice. Using these meditation and hypnotherapy techniques where I'm like, drop into that theta wave. Nice. So I was sharing this with a friend of mine who's basically running. She, and she goes like, no, no, no. It won't work for me. No, no, no. I cannot be still. Yeah. I'll just pass out. Yeah. But I won't actually get any sleep because I'll be up again in like two minutes. Yeah. She goes, I need active work that then makes me just fall asleep. Yeah. And I was like, oh, got it. So she's basically, so that's what Rona needs. Probably. Rona needs active, just sparring until he passes out. Exactly. He needs to go on walkies. Yeah. Uh, all the walkies. <laughs> Someone take Ronan on walkies. Yeah. He's, he's a drakey. Yeah. He's a drakey boy. Um, and someone else just she's, rearranges she's, herself. She's getting into her delta waves. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I, you know. Get in those waves. Listen, I, 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 I fully know the whole point of, of meditation is the process of, of getting there. Mm-hmm. But, like, someday my mind will slow down. It's, it's, I, look, I, I think I've. I think I am grateful and I acknowledge that my brain is already moving at a different pl- pace. Yeah. It doesn't move the way yours does. Yeah. Um, and for me, it's not hard to go from, you know, second to first gear, if you will. <laughs> Whereas there's a point in this episode where McKay starts going off and going at the thing and I was like, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but when, when you get there, it'll be all that much more impressive. Yeah. 
You know, again, it's the journey, not the destination. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Ronan falls asleep. Well, yeah. And I'm just going to assume that uh, that Taylor just leaves him. <laughs> just leaves him. I mean, I would. Yeah. I would. I might. I might kind of push him over. <laughs> no, that might wake him. <laughs> well, just out of like sheer spite. <laughs> Stupid Ronan. Also, I super want her outfit. Yes. It looks real fucking comfy. She is leveling up on those garbs lately. I know. Like she's they're really amazing. She's really killing it. So she she's walking. Who knows how late at night. The city is quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, we find out later it's like her, her quarters are right off those stairs. So the city is quiet. And suddenly she just sees a woman in full ancient elven robes. That's a thing. Just looking like she's very emphatically trying to tell Taylor something. Yeah. Comes out distorted and walks right through Taylor. It's just a nice little gibberish talk. Yeah. <laughs> that can be disorienting. I mean, I don't know what's creepier. The weird gibberish <laughs> talk or someone going through you? There's someone going through you. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I will tell you that I would, at this moment, be running to any room that has other people in yep. it. Yep. That's fair. In the same way, like, there is a monster under your bed, so you have to leap from a distance onto your bed. Yeah, I do love her approach where she's like, I don't understand. Let me keep talking to you. It's very on brand for Taylor. It is. Whereas everybody's like, Taylor, run! (laughs) This is the part of the movie where you run. This is the part of the movie... In the horror movie (laughs) where you don't investigate that sound, you get the fuck out of the house, Uh stay alive. Stay alive. (laughs) Stay out of the forest. So, credits. When we come back, we're with Weir and McKay, and I love the fact that McKay has just sent dozens of emails a day on the same subject to Weir. McKay is a big email. McKay, okay, (laughs) a lot of us are working from home, so I feel like this is a familiar thing. We all use messenger platforms of some sort at work. Slack, Teams, etc. McKay is the person to where if you walk away from your messenger, you come back and there's like 30. And you're like, hey, are you I there? went to the bathroom. Are you there? I'm just going to send you an email. I'm just going to keep messaging you anyway. I'm just going to keep going. Ultimately, it's more about me listening to me talk. See, but okay. I will say this. there, there There's a difference of the people who do that. Uh-huh. There, McKay is the type of where he's just like, hey, are you there? And you say something. Are you there? I'm just going to send an email. you're just going to start saying it. Versus I fully well have done the, I'm just going to say what I have to say, and I know you're probably not there, but this way you can just read it when you get back. Yeah. Done. I think he just has a one-sided conversation is Uh, more his approach. Why are you looking at me? No, no, no. See, I think you're delivering a message. He's really not about delivering the message. It's more about I'm pretty, metaphorically somebody needs to hear him. Pretty sure I've done that to at least you before. <laughs> I do at least try to limit the people yeah. I do that to. I mean, the good thing is you, unlike McKay, aren't like, did you get the 10 messages I sent you? Can you please reply to the 10 messages I sent you? Uh, I think I used to be, and I think hopefully I've just grown out of it. Oh, I never feel the pressure to do so. In fact... There are times where I've looked at my phones because I now have a, a yeah. thread with you and Brother Matt where I'm like, I don't have the energy. And then oh, I just... <laughs> see, what's nice is sometimes I that do that when, when you and Brother Matt are going exactly. on. I'll be like, yeah. I'm going to get back to that shit later. And nobody gets offended. That's the best part. See, it, it did, has taken me a while early on in text messaging life 
I had to respond to texts immediately. And if someone else didn't <laughs> respond to my text immediately, then they were ignoring me purposely and therefore I had to continue texting. Yeah. Now I'm like, yeah, I saw that like a, a day ago and I didn't have the energy I'm to probably respond. probably <laughs> Let's be honest. Sometimes, especially during, yeah. during COVID, yeah. I'm looking at my phone. I just don't have the energy to have a conversation with a person. I'll be honest. So I'll get to you later. My, you know, most likely to respond to you is might be when I'm pooping. Just because I'm there, my <laughs> intention well. is yeah. on the phone. Well, I think, but I think we can all relate to that idea where oh, it's yeah. like, I just, I just can't right now. <laughs> this is absolutely nothing about you. It's just, I'm going to leave my phone there because I'm yeah. playing video games. Exactly. Okay. So McKay has a very concise 26 page outline for why Atlanta should get to keep all three ZPMs, the replicators <laughs> left in the city, which is not going to happen. No. Like, look, even with one, Atlantis can raise the cloak, raise the shields, dial home. What more do you fucking want, Rodney? Yeah. Like, who would you take a ZPM from? Earth? Yeah, the Atlantic I love this part. Where that's, it's... like, protecting the whole planet? Would you take it from the Odyssey, who's, like, helping to fight the Ori? Uh, yeah, it's like, he doesn't go beyond the initial want. Yeah. To actually think through the process. And I love that that's what Weird does. She's mm-hmm. like... Okay, fine. How? Yeah. Which one? Which who? Who doesn't get it then? Yeah. Sophie's choices for me. Yeah, exactly. And we're puts her foot down. No more emails. Which yeah. listen, I'm sure McKay gets the spirit of that statement, but like, we're we're aware. You should fully understand who you're talking to, and you need to expand and clarify. Let me tell you a little something called email rules and folders. <laughs> What you do is you route Rodney yeah. into his own folder. Well, then the problem is, is that he's actually going to send you an actual important email. And mm. that's just boy, you crud wolf shit. Well, that's on him. It is. Yeah. I'm more saying that there's a lot of ways to communicate that isn't email. Yeah. Yeah. That's more. We're. Yeah. <laughs> so Taylor and Ronan are, are sparring. I could take 15 more minutes of their sparring. Just the watching them go is my favorite thing. It's fantastic. And in the end, Taylor gets a few shots in and Ronan that he was not expecting, which is I even love better. That. I love that she she's really going full monk. I thought we were druid. Yeah. But she's going. Maybe there's like a druid monk multi-class happening. Potentially. I mean, the meditation, the badass fight. I know. She's there's some also now I want to create a druid monk. Maybe I'm still saying I'm still saying she is at least one level in barbarian just to get rages. That's fair. Yeah. I'll give her that. Um so they're walking down the same stairs as Taylor's walking in earlier. I love Rodan coming up with excuses why Taylor was able to land those shots. Uh-huh. That's not just she's awesome. Right. That's be like a sure. reason. Yeah. I let you do that. Yeah. And when she pauses, she sees the exact same woman in white. Mm-hmm. Rodin sees nothing except the water feature in the background. Yeah. <laughs> Ghost! <laughs> this time. Yeah, this is the Scooby machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the mystery machine, sorry. <laughs> this time the woman doesn't disappear because Taylor steps aside and then follows her to the doorway. And when it opens, out comes a man who, real burnt. Super creeped out Real part. toasty. Yeah. Uh, if you've ever seen a film called Time Crimes, um, it's it's in Spanish. Probably not then. Okay, it was. Uh, I think the original title is Crono Crimenes, 
but I watched it as time crimes and I watched it subtitled. Yeah. Um, and it's a fucked up movie. It's a little bit scary, a little bit Groundhog's Day, but there's a fucked up character that's constantly causing jump scares and there's more about him later, but he looks a lot like the burned up man. So it creeped me out. Yeah, Taylor just stops in her track, shocked at the sight of the Birdman, and Ronan just kind of helps steady her, and yeah. both of them are confused for very different reasons. Yeah, yeah. What the hell, dude? McKay reminds us a very important fact in the next scene, mm-hmm. okay, that you cannot be looking at the ocean with binoculars unless you have one leg up pretending to be Captain Morgan. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's required. 100%. You need that leg up. You, you, you gotta. It helps your Otherwise, ocular what are you even distance. Doing? <laughs> are you even looking at the ocean? Why even ones? bother? Why don't you just fucking throw it on the ground? <laughs> um, I do- also don't know why, but when you see scenes like this, there is always the, the, the other image in the back of my head where it's like they are just longingly looking out at a green screen yeah. that's like <laughs> three feet away from yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Oh... <laughs> Oh, it's so beautiful. <laughs> and I can't not laugh because as it doesn't matter how stunning the graphics are. Yeah. That is always in the back of my head. I always think of the, the still shots of like Avengers mm-hmm. films of the Marvel movies where someone's doing something really badass, but it's really just it's a bunch really of screen, the tape and green screen. Most ridiculous thing. It's a very special kind of acting. Very special to ability. be able to do it with a straight face, yes. Yeah. Um, because I would just, I wouldn't even be able to get a line out, I yeah. couldn't even keep a straight face. Yeah, it's gotta be real fucking weird. <laughs> so, John comes out onto the balcony and just stands next to him quietly. It's like that advantage on sneak, yeah, happens. And eventually, McKay, huh, and realizes John is standing there because John's been there for like an hour. I like. I feel like he needed to do that thing. I, I like to do this to Jesse all the time because I'm a jerk. Because he'll be deep into thought. I can mm-hmm. t- now. I've learned when he's actually working versus when he's fucking around. Yeah. But I'll just sneak up while the headphones are on and be like, "Hey, what you doing? <laughs> what, what you got there?" <laughs> <laughs> Which now he does to me, and I will close windows even if I'm not doing yeah. anything. Oh yeah, there's you have legitimate work up on the screen. Whatever like, the fuck everything. you're doing. <laughs> and it's literally like. A, a map <laughs> for a work thing. Uh, but for half a second, McKay buys it until he's like, fuck you. <laughs> and eventually we see what McKay is tracking. His whale friend is back. His buddy. This is when the song plays Enter the Michael Jackson song in the background. Okay. So, since one of your top people in the city top men is suddenly seeing shit top person super scanny scan uh-huh. them yep no yep. signs of anything on the scanner even with the shit they've seen that can fuck with your mind there's usually corresponding physical changes that you can see on a scan. right right so taylor wonders if it has... i do appreciate the thoroughness of um, oh, yeah of, of course and Taylor wonders if it has something to do with all the ancients that were just mass murdered here at the station. Uh, since 
her guess is maybe they tried to ascend but didn't quite make it and they yeah. got stuck between the two planes of existence. It's not a terrible hypothesis. It's not a terrible guess. Listen. Like, to me, 100% headcanon, if ghosts exist, they are just people trapped between ascension planes. Yeah. Ascend! <laughs> Ascend! I'm gonna start a ghost hunter show, uh-huh. but I'm just gonna call it um, uh, Gateway to Ascension. There you go. And it's me just yelling at Just ghosts. yelling, Ascend! Ascend! <laughs> I ascend you! That's not even grammatically correct, nope. but we're here. Ronan blames too much meditation. <laughs> you know, maybe she, you know, tapped into that third eye. Could be. Can't unsee. Nope. That's my it's hope. A, from, like, Dresden Files, it's like the wizard site, man. Yeah, that's my hope to someday open that third eye. But then I'll lose my shit. Yeah, don't I, don't do that. I kind of want to, but I kinda, it's like shrooms. Yeah, I kind of want to, but there's no that coming stuff's back. Gonna, that that shit's gonna stick with you. There's no coming back. No. So Weir is catching John up on Taylor when mm-hmm. McKay comes to find John. I mean, not that Weir doesn't can't always be there. Like mm-hmm. always, she might find this interesting too. And it's not like trying to disclude. I don't even and, like you. Whatever. And like starts doing that talking real fast thing that I know real well. <laughs> um, but. He found a whole section in the ancient database on indigenous Lantean life for- animals and life forms. Mm-hmm. And look, he found his whale friend, who's not actually a whale. He's just a really big fish. <laughs> so also stop calling him a whale. Is this where he talks about, like, the lobsters? Too? Yeah, there's a giant crustacean that's as big as a Buick, and I, myself, would like to see if it tastes just as good with butter sauce, please. Crustaceans of unusual size. Um, based on what I've read in the Dark Tower, <laughs> they don't taste as great when they're enormous. Kind of well, get sick of it. Yeah, you, you gotta get the middle-sized ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not as tender. Yeah. It's like the overgrown pumpkin. It looks cool. It looks but great. But it's all water. Yeah. You, I mean, that's, how, how hard is it going to be break through that shell when they yeah. get, you know. I, You need a chainsaw. Yeah. I. Those are the gourds that you make armor out of and now i just thought of how cool it would be to have a druid wearing a pumpkin shell armor do you know giant pumpkin armor that would be cool that would be so cool do you know what i actually realized because you need you need the tougher pumpkins for it that i haven't seen in a number of years and i kind of just want to watch again is the pumpkin chucking Have you seen I have not the, seen that. You haven't seen the pumpkin chunkin'? I know what it is, where they're, like, basically just throwing them. Well, they don't just throw them. They mm-hmm. create machines. Oh. Okay. It's like battle bots. It kind of is. And they have multiple categories, okay? Nice. They have a whole section that is, like, air-powered. Yeah. They're chucking these things, like, a mile. Like, what do they do with all, the, with all the broken-up pieces? I don't know. But they have to get, like, they have to get a special type of pumpkin that is, like, tough enough. Yeah. Because if you get a soft one, it's not even, it's going to get explode before it can go. My yeah. favorite style of pumpkin chunk and machine, though, are basically trebuchets. Yeah. But these things are, like, 30 feet tall. <laughs> Maybe not that big, big, but fan. still. It's insane. It's, like, this entire festival. I want to get thrown from a trebuchet. Chuck pumpkins. I do think it would be fun. Like, if there was a way to know that I could land well, safely? Here, I'll tell you, it's why there's a couple of the um, 
like amusement park things. Yeah. That I've the slingshots. Re- the slingshots and the big swing and the bungee one. I've always wanted to do, but I'm also real terrified too. Yeah. It's like I wanna know what that free fall yeah. feels like. But I also don't in any way want to know what it is. I've I've had it a lot in dreams. But in my dreams, it's always like I get into a car wreck that's so bad that you hit the brakes so hard <laughs> that you fly. Yeah. But then time slows. And then and you... by the like I like I cast feather fall yeah. as I'm falling. And then by the time I land, my palms hurt because you hit the concrete. Yeah. But that's it. I don't think I've ever like flown or falled in a dream. Oh, it's fun. Because you're a flyer, not a faller. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, that's a call out to the most recent Critical Role and another movie that shaped my childhood. So, okay. Got it. Um, Whales. John also would like to see if the fish tastes good because fishing and McKay is like, you wouldn't. John's like, fuck yeah, I would. I I will eat this whale. Yeah. I'm going to eat this friend. And I'm with McKay to not call it Flaggy callus or whatever the fuck the ancients called him. Uh-huh. But also, you just said it wasn't a mammal. So don't call him a whale because accuracy. Just don't eat the whale. Call him a fucking whale fish. If you want to call him, a, you know, listen. If you want to call him whale fish. Call him monstro. Fine. Mm-hmm. Monstro, that works. But just don't call him a whale because he's not. Uh, maybe that's what he's trying to tell him the whole time. I'm not a whale. <laughs> uh, this and- is a very distinct dialect <laughs> of not whale. Uh, I'm monstro. I learned how to speak Although whale. Monstro was a whale. I learned how to speak whale to tell you that, that I'm, I'm not, a, not whale. a whale. And yes, McKay did name him Sam after Sam Antha Carter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For personal reasons, even though this not a whale is actually a boy, mm-hmm. because Sam's a boy's name too. Sure. And I love McKay trying to point out how he knows that the whale, the not whale Sam is a boy. And Weir's like, why are you, why? Listen, no. whales have big ass dicks. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you can't not see it if it shows it to you. No. It's gonna, it's, it's, it's gonna can, be clear and present It's danger. not a mystery. <laughs> it's not hiding it you can't miss it (laughs) it's It's not an extra fin no (laughs) um we're just like why am i in this conversation all i care is that this isn't happening during work hours Mm -hmm. other than that fuck off also john no eat the whale but maybe eat the whale (laughs) so a beautiful night in atlantis yes uh taylor is too smart to fall asleep with an open flame candle. I was, about, I was about to get mad at her. <laughs> I should put it in my notes. What's this fucking fire hazard? Listen, there are ways that you can leave candles on unattended. Mm. Not just open like that. Yeah. Because no. Don't do it. Quickly after she curls up for the night. I also love that after she turns out the candle, there's just as much light. Yeah. It's like, so what was, was it just a smell? It was just a smelly candle? It's a melatonin candle. (laughs) Real smart. By the way, combination you should never make. Mm. A melatonin candle. That's terrible. Yeah. (laughs) It's a good, yeah, it's like a car scent. Yeah. Melatonin car scent. Don't do that. Melatonin flavor. Just don't. Just don't do it anywhere. Um... 
So, but she hears distorted voice again and runs out into the hallway, sees the same woman, follows her, sees this burnt man again. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the woman in white is again, like yelling something, but in a frequency high enough that Taylor's like clutching her head in pain. Yeah. It's not great. So off to see Dr. Heitmeyer, who's now a redhead. She's not even the same person, right? Is it the same person? I'm pretty sure it's the same actress. Okay, because I was like, is this even the same woman? I think it's the same actress. I might be. I I don't know anything. But listen, they're getting regular shipments from Earth now, okay? Mm -hmm. As someone who never has her natural hair color almost, I appreciate the fact that they are including hair dye as one of the self-care products. Why Why not? If you can. Yeah. Um, my list would include black licorice <laughs> and sparkling waters of all flavors and yeah. sizes. Yeah, That's I it. don't, I don't. That would be my list. I right mean, now. if we're ca- the candy list would be Swedish fish. I mean, yes, that makes sense. Yeah, I do Especially like them. Especially for a Nixie. Yeah. Uh, I just, I'm on a black licorice kick and what'll happen is I'll be on a black licorice kick until black licorice makes me want to vomit. <laughs> And then I won't eat it for like a year, and yeah. then I'll be on another black. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. That's just how that rolls. That makes sense. I think that how it is for me in Swedish fish, but the cycle is shorter. Got it. Got it's like it. a, it's like a, a month on month off situation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Taylor explains what she sees, and it's like the woman in white doesn't even see Taylor or register Taylor, mm-hmm. and she wonders if the ancestors are trapped between the planes again, if they're trying to tell her something, and maybe Taylor can help them move on. Mm-hmm. And Heitmeyer later gives Weir a walk and talk update. She has no clue why Taylor is seeing things. She is definitely someone who carries a lot of emotional responsibility and yep. shoves shit down real deep, and. Yep. Possibly some misplaced guilt as to what happened with the ancients. Um, and the women together plot whatever they can do to get Taylor to get some rest in whatever form, physical, emotional, or whatever she needs to get this to pass. I love that they they remind us of this. Like, yeah. hey, bro, sometimes you just need some time off. Yeah, and uh, it's not the case here, but sometimes it is. <laughs> you know. Uh, Kate Kate walks off and where goes to the open transporter room door and sees the burned man. Jump scare, jump scare, jump scare. With no one out there to also cooperate it. Yikes. Now we're and Taylor are talking to Heitmeyer, who's like, why do you think you're both seeing them? Whereas, like, if we knew that, we wouldn't be asking Heitmeier, you. come on. Get it together. This is not traditional therapy no. anymore. Some fucking's happening. Basically, is there any traditional therapy here on Atlantis? No. I mean, there's barely traditional therapy anywhere. Like, there's some patterns that are standard. There, there is. I think my thing here more is, is Heitmeyer's first thought was, oh, it's in your head because you're stressed. But I'm like, you've seen enough shit here on Atlantis yeah. that you can still have that as your first, but maybe back it up of... But maybe it could be something else. How about, yeah, it's it's not, it can't be the default anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and Taylor wonders if the it's ancient... It's kind of like post-COVID. If yeah. someone's like, I feel really fatigued. I can't really tell what else is going uh-huh. on. People are going to check for that COVID test. 100%. It That's could what you do. Could be super you you're tired. Be a cold and you're tired or anything uh-huh. else. But there is COVID as a possibility. We now have all these other options. <laughs> Let's be aware of them. Um, but Heimeyer wonders if it's the power of suggestion. 
bruh. And really, Weir is just as tired and overstressed as Taylor is. I mean, when's the last time you had a day off? And I love that these two alpha women look at each other and went, I don't grok what you mean. What's, no, thank you. What's a day off? No. I don't, no. I don't understand. No, and since what? they both have headaches and they're not really to sleep. If I stop moving, I will never start moving again. <laughs> they're both going to see Carson for some pharmaceutical sleeping help. <laughs> I like how quickly we go here. Yeah. <laughs> just fuck it. Just take some. Just Z-Quil. take something. Take some Zequel. Call me tomorrow. Bye. All I. It's, this whole time, this episode is the way that it's shot, the amount of people they have milling around in the background. We haven't really had the sense in the past, what, two and a half seasons of the city feeling this alive, this full. Yeah. Yeah. This populated. I mean, I guess it makes sense because now we have access to Earth. We can bring 100%. people in and out. We We're not just them. a small group of people trying to survive. Deadless is doing runs like it's a long haul trucker. Like it's just constantly in and out. They can dial back to Earth. Yep. You know? And and so, yeah, I, they're in, the population, you can tell, it is increased. And just, there's all, there's, every shot has people everywhere yeah even like the fucking they have fucking water features (laughs) i mean at some point you start making it home yeah Um, because what we're in season three yeah you know three years into us owning our home is more or less when we started finally doing well and the difference is the water features existed there they just had to get fixed that's fair and uh and we discussed you know, we discussed early on in the series if we would join the original Atlantis expedition with the chance of not seeing Earth again. But mm. now, fuck like, yeah. fuck yeah. Well, and now it's like, hey, can I do a three month internship? Exactly. Exactly. A, a, a fellowship, something. Mm-hmm. Um, Imagine that kick ass fucking fellowship. Like, you don't even know what it is. You just think you're yeah. applying for something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And then, and then they're like, step At through Norad. this puddle. <laughs> Oh my god, amazing. Okay. Meanwhile, John finds McKay in some lab. Uh-huh. Uh, McKay has been tracking Sam. John's like, please stop calling him that. It's creepy. But McKay's like, no, it's not. <laughs> so he's circling the city. If anyone should be creeped out by it, it should be him. Yeah. Because it's like, are you in love with this? <laughs> Look, no judgments. Like, I know. I know who you fantasize about and you named... A nut whale after her. You saw its dick and then you named it after her. <laughs> so I'm trying not to put those two things together, but they did both happen. Yeah. So are you okay? <laughs> Just want to know. Like, I get that Sam is also a boy's name, but you didn't name it after uh-huh. a boy. Yep. Are you very lonely? <laughs> it's okay if the answer is yes. <laughs> But McKay also did not feed Sam <laughs> to keep him here. Yeah. The important part is, is there's even a larger, like, Mama Fish is also here. Sam's Mama. This... Let's call this one Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's the size of a football field, a Canadian football field, because <laughs> yes, CFA fields are larger. <laughs> um, CFL, sorry. Um... So we rush out of the lab to yep. go take a closer look. So John gets his action vest on, surprised to see Roddick in the jumper. He was working on the navigational glitch earlier. Mm-hmm. 
and McKay is getting some drama me. Help me along. We're gonna go look at the knot whales. I feel like those were actually those were all McKay's requests from Earth. It was like band aids, dramamine, excedrin, like yeah. all the neurotic kit, yep. like antiseptic spray, uh-huh. yeah, suntan lotion, bug repellent, like bruh. Yeah. Uh, but I like. He's like, we're gonna be within sight of the city, and uh-huh. he runs off. And Roddick's like, did you say whales? The fuck. It's happening. So Carson divvies out some quality sleep meds. Can you imagine? Carson is the kid with all the good drugs. Oh, yeah. You'll be friends with Carson because he's going to open that cabinet for you. Fuck yes. Uh, and yes, eight uninterrupted hey, hours Carson, of sleep. Hey, Carson, I'm having trouble, quote unquote, sleeping. <laughs> Do you have anything you can prescribe for not sleeping? sleeping. Quote unquote. Um, me and my friends are going to go try to get some sleep. <laughs> After work today. But here's 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 the really adorable part is Carson won't won't get the subtext. He might you know. I think it might take a minute. Yeah. It'd be like, wait a minute. You're all gonna go nap together? Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, we are. Can I join? <laughs> it's a big old cuddle party. Just a cuddle party, man. <laughs> um Carson's like, yes, eight interrupted hours. Listen, I'm pretty sure on average, a number of those interruptions can be like ignored or put yeah. off until the morning, uh-huh. but where is just like, but it came in, so I have to look at the email. Yeah. Carson sits down to continue some work when suddenly he hears the distorted sound. He looks up and sees people in white trying to help a burned man on a gurney. And as Carson gets up to rush over to them, they disappear. Look, seeing the burned dude alone is creepy, but then a bunch of weird doctors? No thanks. Seriously, the power of suggestion. Uh-huh. That's all it is. That's all it is. Also, John, you aren't in sight of the city if you're underwater. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, uh, and I do, I am kind of with McKay in this, in this thought of, weirdly, we feel more comfortable to jump in space than underwater. I don't know why, but I can see it. I mean, I get the concept, but it's the same either way. Oh, 100% it is when you think about it. But I'm with McKay where it's just the immediate thought is like... Also, isn't it also worse in space if you're suddenly not in the jumper? Well, it depends on how deep into the water you're going. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, Zelenka radios in to update where the knot whales are. Mm-hmm. And after... Short time out the front window, we see Sam and Mama. And they head in closer. Now it's Ronan, though, who's seeing two ancients working on a console in the middle of a hallway, distorted voices and everything, debating something. Yeah, that can't be normal. Taylor comes up to him and recognizes that face. That That's not normal face. Uh-huh. Yep. Look, I feel like Ronan's the least suggestible of anybody <laughs> On Atlantis. <laughs> I think we can rule out the power of suggestion. Yeah, pretty sure we can. Because he's very strong of mind, if you will. Well, and here's my... We find out later that, obviously, we have a ton of other people in Atlantis who are seeing these things. But I want to know, early on, when it was just, you know, the two or three people, how many other people were actually seeing these and, like, don't tell anyone because they'll think you're crazy? Oh, it's that, again, yeah, it's that idea of, like, people don't report. Don't self-report yeah. unless yeah. you ask them to. Uh-huh. Back underwater, we don't know what the knot whales eat. We can assume it's on a jumper, mm-hmm. but you never know. Yeah. 
John suddenly gets a headache. Yep. Interesting. And suddenly the knot whales are right in front of them. They're very big. Very big. Giant eyeball. Mm. And when McKay also suddenly gets a headache, they realize that's not a coincidence. <laughs> and we should GTFO. Gotta go. Gotta blast. And Roddick radios in that there's suddenly dozens and dozens and dozens of more creatures now heading towards the city. Billions. billions and billions of giant fish heading towards the city. <laughs> and on top of that, McKay is now bleeding from the nose. Yeah, that's not good. That's You're not, about to time travel. That's not normal. <laughs> that's not that's normal. That's what that means, right? Yeah. In the briefing room, Heitmeyer is like, so you're all seeing them now. Have you thought maybe you're overstressed? <laughs> Lady, time to find a different answer to this problem. <laughs> so finally, the others in the city are reporting what they saw. They do appear to be limited. Like, there's only so many things people are seeing. Yeah. It's... Yeah. In fairness to the people that I just criticized, yeah. they could have seen like a thing and been like, uh, that's weird. I must have just imagined something. Oh, 100%. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, there's a lot of things where it's like, I see movement out of the corner of my eye. Yeah. It's just a ghost. No big deal. But there's also, you know, a few people who flat out saw something and are like, I'm going to nope. pretend yeah. like I, <laughs> no, didn't I didn't see that. Turn around and walk away. <laughs> so, but they're seeing the, the woman in white, the burn dude, and the scientists. All ancient, all very worried. Mm-hmm. And Zelenka calls Weir into the control room because there's like a, there's like, the, 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 there's a lot of large fish around and, and, and suddenly arriving and then everyone's getting headaches and like that's worthy of alerting someone. Yeah. Is there a correlation between these two things? John is trying to move away from them. He keeps getting cut off and I'm like, just fly up. Uh-huh. A- surface. Just get out of here. Just just get the fuck out of here. And it's around that point that McKay doesn't just pass out, but he's bleeding from the ear. That's not good. No. That's brain bleeds. And then John is bleeding from the ear, so he just he just pulls the eject button and just surfaces. <laughs> yep, yep. That's what you gotta do. Thankfully, McKay and John are fine. Just some perforated eardrums. Zelenka explains that. Let's talk about how that's not fine. <laughs> I'm going to share a quick story about the time Mm -hmm. that Tiny Grace had really fucky ears Mm -hmm. among all my other illnesses, things that would happen and blah, blah, blah. A lot of of earaches. One time when I was six, um, I got an earache so bad while we were crossing. There's this like large mountain pass that you have to cross when you're going from Northern California to Southern California. Yeah. On the I-5. Um... I was like, my ears hurt, hurts really bad, this is really bad. Yeah. It's worse and worse. Four more hours till we get to where we're going. Yeah. I basically cried the entire time. Uh-huh. Like the little baby that I was. Perforated. Yeah. Perforated eardrums. Mm-hmm. That's a thing. Yeah. It fucking sucks. It sucks. It never stops hurting. It it sucks. It's like ear toothache level. Yeah, it sucks. They do heal most of the time. They with- mine didn't mine required some sort of thing, surgery situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I do know because I've had, they, I've, yeah. I've had one. They suck. They do heal. Yeah, most of them, not all of yeah. them. Some of them need extra help, but I think mine would have healed on its own. But they were like, "We're gonna go in there and just sort just of help it, help it to not happen just again." Help it. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's fucky. <laughs> I think I got one. Uh, I was congested and uh-huh. flew. Uh huh. And yeah. That'll fuck you up. Don't 
don't do that. Yeah. Uh, so, Zelenka explains that the knot wheels are emitting this intense low-frequency pulse, like a sonar. Non-wheel sonar. In conjunction with an EM field, and the combo of which does not mix with humans well. Yeah. Yeah. McKay, not hearing any of that, just yells like a man in headphones trying to explain to the whole world, like, the exact same thing yeah. that Zelenka... The comedy that will be played out in that infirmary room tonight just stab- the amount of loudness. What what are the the two Muppets, Stadler and Waldorf? Yeah, well, yeah, Waldorf and Stadler. Yeah, because yeah. I always think of a Waldorf salad. Yeah, just the two of it's just gonna be the two of them without their hearing aids yelling <laughs> yeah, at each other all night. What? Which is why later when they make their escape, I'm surprised Carson's not just go f- go fucking go. So just get out. Just please leave. <laughs> just stop talking. In the control room, we see hundreds of whales. Mm-hmm. Not whales. Not whales. Hundreds of giant fish coming from all over. Uh-huh. Like, we are the castle at the center of Magic Kingdom. It's whale again. Oh, 100%. It's non whale again. It's, it's whale stock. <laughs> it's fish stock. It's fish stock. They're all coming for the party. Um, and, and the, I mean, the fish are just communicating with each other. We happen to be above the waterline. You still hear it, but just happens to be that their communication fucks with our brains. Yeah, it's not their fault. No. So Weir raises the shield, and Taylor wonders if these ghosts are warning them about the fish. Hmm. And again, Weir walks and sees the original ancient woman in white. Yep. Um, woman in white. <laughs> You're creeping me out. <laughs> in the infirmary, John is feeling better. Hearing uh-huh. is coming back. McKay clearly can't hear him since McKay is just like, Canadian Football League is a joke. Yeah. Celine Dion is overrated. Zelenka is smarter than you. Yeah. Instead, McKay just yells. I feel like he should feel that in his bones, <laughs> even if he can't hear it. Feel a disturbance in the force. Uh, Zelenka, uh, or just instead, McKay yells that he found a, a bio lab yeah. database in the database. And, and he's like, okay, Meredith. <laughs> Obviously, McKay does what not a jerk. So we're checks in with Carson. More people are coming down with headaches, mm-hmm. nosebleeds. Here's painkillers. I'm just going to shovel some painkillers into your pocket yeah, yeah, yeah. if you need them. Everybody just leave me alone for a little while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause, because his head probably hurts too. Yeah, 100%. Here it's like a, it's just a, it's just a, a gumball machine of pain meds. Yep. Just come in, turn the crank, get your get pain the fuck meds. Out. <laughs> when out come the fucking Bash Brothers, <laughs> McKay and John back dressed, ready to make they a really run. They are Bash Brothers. They are. They're just, they are two people where you, if they're quiet for too long. What are they doing? <laughs> what are they doing? Something's going to explode. I know this move. Yeah. it's. I haven't had to deal with them in a while. This yeah. can't be good. No. Yep. Uh, and Carson's like, the fuck are you doing out of bed? <laughs> Who said you could leave? And tries to like counterspell their escape. No one could hear them leaving. <laughs> <laughs> But they feel, guys, I feel totally better. It's we're, fine. We're going to head to the bio lab. It's an area that used to be flooded and was now repaired by either the agents or the replicators. Don't think about who too hard. Yeah. One of them. But they used it to study the local animal life. May have more information. 
and like how to get the not whales to move the fuck along. You gotta get them to go. Okay, bye. These poor people with headaches in the infirmary as these two yell. Yeah. Now, here's the thing that you can do, too. If you're McKay and John, you'd be like, I can't hear you. I'm going to go bye. (laughs) But Carson's probably like, I have a fucking headache. Get out of my sight. Please go away. Please go away. (laughs) Otherwise, I'm going to give you some of the sleeping meds. Yeah. Uh, then Chuck radios in that the Daedalus has arrived and wants to beam people down. And Weir's like, that's a super no. Yeah. How about no more sick people? How about no? Caldwell is annoyed because they've been cooped on a ship for three weeks. And Weir's like, I don't care. Oh, I'm sorry. Would you rather bleed from the ears? <laughs> Some of them might, though. Yes, Some fair. of them might. <laughs> please, please, just please. A, I'll a, take... It's a little bit of bleed. Just I'll... a tiny, tiny, just a trickle of blood. I'll take it. Give me the fuck off of the ship. In the original hallway, Taylor actually sees all three visions. Whoa. Piercing her brain, she ends up on the floor, nosebleed, and Ronan finds her and is like, nope, infirmary. Yeah. What cleric do? <laughs> Basically. Here, here go, cleric. I'm going to medevac you yeah. <laughs> to the cleric. Yeah. <laughs> I do like down in this formerly flooded area, they already have big, comfy, cushy chairs in the hallways. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, they were the easiest thing to slide over. Can you imagine just this this entire concept of if, like, for those of them that live on Atlantis, every night you could just, like, go wander a new corridor <laughs> and just start opening doors. Yeah. And seeing what's there. I mean. It is a fucking treasure hunt. Could you imagine? I not supposed to. Oh, there's please. gotta be protocols. You know those people are though. Yeah, there's there's people who are like, I don't give a fuck. I'm just gonna hit this. At some point, where it's like, fine, let me know what you find. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's like, it's just, it's very, it's very. Uh, I've been playing a lot of video games. It's very just like. Yeah, it's a little hidden. Oh, look, it's a hidden dungeon. Yeah, I'm for it. You know, I love a good treasure hunt. Um, I love this entire scene of like. McKay holding his fist up to stop and like pointing towards the door and John just staring at him like the idiot that stop he is. It. Yeah. That whole like that type of interaction never gets old. Yeah. I just yeah. won't get old. It's that it's very the brotherly fuck with each other. It is thing. And it's just the comedic timing that you have between the two of them that's Yeah. Great. And so there's there's no dust or water grime clue. This is freshly repaired. And McKay is just a kid in a fucking candy store. <laughs> yeah. I, so Caldwell next, has this great attitude of, it is fucking fish. How have you not fucking dealt with this yet? Why? 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 Caldwell, <laughs> slow your fucking roll, dude. Weir is starting to consider evacuating the city until they can clear Captain out. Ahab. Caldwell's like, can we just kill them? No. No. I'm going to need you to relax. <laughs> there, there's like twice in this episode. He's just like, well, can we kill them all? It's fine. Yeah, it's it's not fine. You, stop reading Moby Dick. You can't just kill everything. So speaking of Moby Dick. Uh-huh. Can I just tell you, I had a craving the other night to watch Star Trek First Contact. <laughs> I know that one. Um, 
All of the movies are streaming everywhere except for Star Trek First Contact. Damn it. How do you watch it now? I now have it. But... <laughs> you own it. Got it. But it was just one of those where it's like, why Why is it the only one that's not streaming anywhere? <laughs> I don't know. Because the line must be drawn here. Actually, I have an entire... I won't get on this, but I have this entire thought because we have the Defiant. We have Worf that comes in. He's on DS9 at the time. The Defiant is from DS9. And like this entire, I know it's like a next gen film, but I have this entire like alternate reality where Cisco was also on the Defiant and we had like the normal DS9 crew that then went back in time with them. And the entire scene, instead of being Lily, that's like fucking yelling at Picard, it's Cisco. And I just. Have this headcanon of that. I know some of those words. Uh huh. It'd be, it'd I'm be for real good. It. I don't real... know what it is. Especially because of like the, the history between Cisco and Picard. And, oh, it'd be great. <laughs> anyway, so. Um, Whales. Whale songs. Yeah. So, but Kayla runs in mm-hmm. to the control. And he's like, they're not trying to kill us. Yeah. They're Stop. here to help Fucking us. Relax, bro. And he runs in, picks up a laptop, and suggests people follow him. Mm hmm. So we were in Zelenkadu, back in the lab. Apparently, they were, the, the ancients were picking up the, the fish's frequencies to learn about their songs, to try to assign emotions and identify moods. And mm. John compares it to some tree huggy stuff, and I took a little bit of offense to that. <laughs> but also, it's the vocoder from Sequest. Yeah. So, <laughs> also, what they're, not, they're not seeing ghosts, they're seeing image projections. Mm. It's actually the whales. The not whales warning them. Yep. We don't know about what yet, um, but the machine should be able to decipher what they're trying to tell them. And again, I think back to Sequest when Lucas made a little device that we could show the images of what John was thinking, and it was like unlocked the whole plot line of that episode, blah, 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 blah. But I'm a fan. Back in the infirmary, we see it's very packed. Yep. And Taylor comes to check on, or Carson comes to check the on The whales Taylor. have learned how to cast minor image. Yes. Got it. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and Taylor is seeing the burned man. Yep. So is Carson. In a different location. And, like, in a different time. Yeah. And, like, at least not everyone is yelling at this point in the infirmary. Everyone's kind of keeping hushed tones because everyone there has a splitting headache. Everyone's got migraines. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's um, like, everybody shut up and stop saying anything and please uh-huh. turn the lights off. Thanks, uh-huh. bye. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Weir comes in, the Daedalus is going to take the worst of the people up to their infirmary, mm-hmm. away from the fish. Yep. And Carson wants Taylor to go first, and she's like, nah. And she I looks work She do. looks over at the jacket on the burn victim, mm-hmm. and because I free-framed it nice. and translated the ancient, nice. it says, O3, Flying Man, Guardian. <laughs> I love that. Because, by the way, you can basically translate all of the ancient. I know, I forget what it says, but the steps in the gate room I in Atlantis. I wonder if he's one of the top something. pilots. I mean, is he the third? Like, he could you know, be. like, SG-1? Yeah. And then, yeah. He's, he's a big VIP. Um, and since Taylor can read ancient, I'm sure that's how she figured out mm-hmm. that he's a pilot. Yep. And now Carson's bleeding from the nose. That's... Hey, that's great. Not good. In the lamb, in the lab, uh-huh. John is just snarking about how slow McKay is working. Yeah, uh, McKay plays what the woman in white says. It's still distorted. Yeah, and so here is the story: the ancients were not just trying to learn the fish's language; they're also trying to teach them 
ancient. Yeah. Sending out audio and visual signals. Mm -hmm. And while the experiment was going on, something extremely traumatic happened. Oh, no. And it is now imprinted onto the not whale's genetic The poor not whale buddies have, like, this PTSD. Kind of. Oh, it's really sad. Um, but I also like that it's just this instinctual thing and it lasts these 15,000 years yeah. in between where it's just like they migrate here for reasons they don't know. Yeah. Migration, man. Yeah. It's a thing. It's it, If you ever like look, migration is real weird. And it's cool, really fucking very, cool. In really interesting ways, real weird. Migration is cool. I've always, I've always loved migration because one, it's fucking cool that animals do this. 100%. Two, we were humans who did that. But you know, mm -hmm. for my dad's work, we migrated. Yeah. Every year we would go down south and then come back up. Yeah. In the in the spring, and so I felt this kinship to animals that did it. Mm -hmm. Um, but migration in in its basic like nature form, like that shit's deep in your body. Oh yeah. It's like you you're doing this. Oh, hundred percent. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Let's um, talk about butterfly migration. Okay, bye. Yeah. But now, what they're seeing, like, the language that they're hearing, what they're seeing is, it's like a copy of a copy of a language that the not whales never knew in the first place. Mm -hmm. It's like anyone who sings the Macarena. Yeah. It's like, you're just, you're just... You know sounds. Phonetically saying things. You have no clue what you're That's saying. Fair. Yeah. It's like when I'm singing 99 Red Balloons. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no idea i'm a terrible person you figured out more than i have though sometimes <laughs> i just sound 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 na, na, na. 99 red balloons go by hey macarena <laughs> So they wonder. I'm sorry, now I just want to go off on all these fucking Gungum style. Oh, see, and I never listened to that. I avoided that song, so I haven't even heard it enough times to be able to fake, like, to fake sing. I mean, I just know he says, "Hey, sexy lady." So yeah, I, I will be honest. I probably would have heard that and not been able to tell you what song it's from. <laughs> okay. So they wonder if this has something to do with a wraith attack. Mm. Um, conveniently, there's some sort of filter on the audio so that McKay can run it through and unfilter it, undistort yeah. it. Yep. And slowly they can make out a few ancient words. You know, try as I might, I've looked an audition and that change language <laughs> filter doesn't exist. Uh, something was attacked, overtaken, maybe not Atlantis, but mm. it's whatever Adaris is. Oh, no. In the control room, we barely see the outline of the city anymore. It's just a pool of fish. Hey. And again, Caldwell just wants to float the option of, of dealing with them. Caldwell, back the fuck off. They're clearly trying to help. Whatever they're doing, their attempt is helping. Have you never owned a dog that tries to protect you and accidentally scratches you in the process? Yeah, we're... Relax. We're like, seriously, we're a long way from mass... Fish murder. Yeah, come on, man. McKay and John rush. Caldwell's ancestors are the people who like <laughs> blew up fish on the coast, yes. whales on the coast of like Maine and yes. like Oregon, and we're like, this is a fucking disaster. <laughs> anyway, okay, I'm done. 
Uh, so, when Kay and John rushed into the control room, they figured it out. Yay. The Adaris was a ship. It was an, it was an ancient science vessel 15,000 years ago, and the whole crew was killed except for the pilot. Yikes. The, except for the flying man, mm-hmm. which Weir connects as the word man. Yeah. And Burns makes sense because the ship was blasted by radiation from the sun. Fucking sun. So a coronal mass injection on a scale that dwarfs anything that our sun has ever admitted. I'll give you coronal mass injection. <laughs> it happens every 15,000 years, and the database has records of it occurring twice. Yikes. So most of the crew is killed instantly, but the pilot was able to GTFO fast enough to get back to warn Atlantis. Mm-hmm. And they were able to extend the shield far enough out to protect a fair amount of the planet. Yeah. And this is happening right now. I like how Carson, how McKay can get to an answer to something always so that he can, I told you so. Uh-huh. It just always works out. It's a skill of his. Mm-hmm. So coronal mass injections, um, or CMEs, mm-hmm. happen like every day or so. Sometimes they happen more, multiple times a day. At okay. low points, they'll happen like once a week. Got it. Um, but they're not, it's not the same as a sun flare, but okay. they're like ish related okay like they happen like around it's the, the same, same time. idea it's like like a like a shard versus a fart yeah <laughs> sorry basically so the sun remember it doesn't have a solid surface okay um imagine like a water balloon that's filled with plasma mm-hmm. but there's no balloon part to it yeah it's just held together by, by and so every it's like an egg yolk yeah okay yeah floating there yeah uh, and and every once in a while, some of that plasma spits off with a little spray of of magnetic field coming with it. Yep. Uh, so really, the <laughs> really the CMEs would be the shirt. Shirt. <laughs> yeah. CME shorts. Yep. Sorry. So there's actually really cool videos of them spitting out from the sun, and they do actually affect Earth. It's oh. like flotsam interacting with the magnetosphere, okay. like in like a wave. Um, and if I remember correctly, you know the stories of when you can see the Northern Lights like as far south as Maryland and things like that? Yeah. Uh, it's because the aurora gets supercharged. Oh, and a lot cool. of times it's by more powerful CMEs and stuff. Nice. I but like that. they also fuck with satellites. So they've been known to cause power outages because mm. it's just this huge electromagnetic ray Surge. with some, some like flotsam matter that part's that not so nice. coming like over the planet. Yeah, every now and then you just Katie kaboom it. But the sun just goes Katie kaboom. It does. It does just go Katie kaboom. But here's one of the nice things. Our atmosphere like protects us. Oh, it's a shield. It's one of those. It is one of the reasons why they're like, yeah, you know that whole Don't do that anymore. Yeah. Stop making holes. Yes. Yep. Um, but it still affects satellites. Um, and for those in space, they don't have like an atmosphere to protect them. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes they have to find, you know, times to protect themselves. <laughs> uh, I do know if I remember correctly in the, the second season here, as I've been watching, um, um, for all mankind, okay. they have that issue on, on the moon where they had to seek shelter because of a CME that was coming in. That's crazy. Mm hmm. Man, the things that the Earth does for us, and we just don't think about. Yeah, the Earth kind of uh, helps us live a lot. She's kind of a badass. She's she's a real badass. Underappreciated badass. She's like the ultimate. You. She's the ultimate mama bear. Yeah, yeah. The Earth is mama she's bear. Like, the shit I do for you assholes. <laughs> I get 
No thanks. Motherfuckers. <laughs> In a very, very sweet, touching scene, actually, Ronan goes and sits with Taylor. Hmm. Who's felt better? Yeah. Because the pain meds don't work really anymore? Yeah. And Ronan just tells us she has to hold on. Um, because she still has to teach him how to meditate. Aww. And she takes he takes her hand and Taylor's like, Yeah, you're basically hopeless. Yeah. But it's a very sweet, very like warm side of Ronan that we don't get to see very often. Yeah. Yeah. And um it's the one thing he can do right now. Yeah. This has to be a weird time for him because mm-hmm. he can't go hit the sun he can't he would like to i mean though. yeah he would try it he would yeah uh and and that's and, and then taylor falls unconscious yikes back in the room they're like we have very little time and mckay explains how the cme will fan out over the planet like it's it's a tiny little pinprick when it's on the sun but yeah. then like fans out real wide yeah. yep. over the distance yep. and they didn't notice this before for oh so many reasons but the the not whales knew. Because mm-hmm. a lot of animals, whales, dolphins, pigeons, Zelenka adds, are affected by the <laughs> smallest change in the magnetosphere in their internal compasses. And I'm sorry, did you just say pigeons? Yeah. Let's talk more about the pigeons. And Zelenka's like, yeah, I raised humming pigeons. And, you know, before you, before you race them, you have to consult the solar charts. And he's <laughs> like, pigeon racing? Pigeon racing. Um... Zelenka knows how to do the pigeon dance. Listen, that is that is a a sport that I have not pigeon racing have has not like learned about. I mean, I didn't grow up with a lot of pigeons, but I'd be into it. I do remember a previous house. I don't know if you ever picked this up but in the far end of the neighborhood we previously lived in there was someone who kept pigeons oh i did that because there would always be pigeons darting back and forth like in an almost a straight line well maybe they were sitting out for pigeon maybe they, they were, were doing heats they were doing pigeon, pigeon heats. heats yeah there was trials for the pigeon olympics for yeah the upcoming <laughs> pigeon olympics yep yep that's exactly what it is. And, you know, they're having a lot of controversy over whether doves doping. can compete. Well, and the doping. And the doping. Yeah. Yeah. Pigeon doping. <laughs> it's fine. It's so fine. we're just, like, back on track. Yeah. We're talking about Stargate. Guys, guys. Stargate. So the ancients raised the shield when when the when the CME hit. It was really thin, but it was able to cover a fair amount of the planet. Mm-hmm. And... It's actually consistent, Zelenka points out, because they have evidence of these mass extinctions mm-hmm. on parts of the planet. Yep. The issue is, is the ancients had three ZPMs? Uh, by the way, I told you so. <laughs> Basically. He's like, maybe I can sense danger on the horizon. John's like, like a pigeon. You're such a pigeon. But they can't just go quickly borrow the other two ZPMs. Right. And with one, they can't really cover much ground. Mm-hmm. And as much as evacuation sounds great, McKay goes on all the reasons why that's not really manageable or mm. feasible at this point. Sure. Besides, the city itself is fine. Like, this is actually the safest place to be on yeah. the planet. And those whales are going to be fine. The entire ecosystem of the planet is fucked. Yeah. Like, everything else sucks. Kill all the plant life, no breathable air. It's going to be not great. Yeah. And that's when Weird drops unconscious. 
<laughs> she's maybe she just got sick of listening to him. She's like, I'm just gonna die. I'm just gonna. This is the hill I die on. Yeah, literally. Okay, bye. So John medevacs her down to the infirmary. Mm-hmm. Carson comes running once he sees who it is. Yeah. And we also see the first death. Yep. Uh, hopefully the only death. Yeah, uh, I think it is. Sergeant Bell died of an aneurysm from the pressure in his brain. Fuck. John goes to go see Taylor, who's pressure out of time. Pressure sucks. Says, yeah. Pressure? God. Well, someone who grows up with who grew up with just constant swelling being mm-hmm. a thing. Mm-hmm. Fucking pressure. Uh, okay, I'm out. <laughs> drill the holes. I will drill the hole in my head myself oh. if I need to. Yeah. I am ready for it. Yeah. Okay. So John turns to go. Ronan's like, Do you have a plan? He's like, sure. <laughs> uh-huh. I'll find one somewhere. <laughs> In the control room, the fish are basically trying to hide under the city. I love how sweet this is. They're like, help mm, us. I like a little, like hiding under an umbrella. Like little puppies. Uh, and McKay thinks they have barely enough power to extend the shield 20 kilometers beyond yeah. the city. John's like, hey, Caldwell, I have a plan. Mm-hmm. McKay did not know that. <laughs> Umbrella was the key word for John. Yep. So him and McKay are going to take the city's ZPM. Mm-hmm. I, listen, I would like all plans scribbled by McKay and MS Paint in the future. <laughs> yeah, that was true. I was like, is that a, like, not an Etch-a-Sketch, but a Magna Doodle? Well, my it's thing like is, it just became an in, just a giant scribble at the end. Like, there's yeah. no... Like, what is he? It really, it's. Remember, there was a glowy Magna Doodle uh-huh. one. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. all he's using. Uh huh. Uh huh. It's great times. <laughs> um, I just love this. It just is the worst scribble in the best way possible. So they're going to give the ZPM to the Daedalus to buff their shields. They're yeah. going to fly right up to the sun Ooh. and basically block the CME. Yeah. Like Wonder Woman deflecting a bullet with her sure, shield. Sure, sure. I love this. I love this. This is a shepherd plan. I'm just going to throw myself at this. Literally. Mm-hmm. L- yes. Take me instead. McKay is like, <laughs> this bolt of energy, unlike anything you can comprehend, is shooting out from that sun at an incredibly high velocity, and you have to be super close. You're just going to fucking stand there. Yep. It is going to get really fucking hot. You're going to get crispy. It's going to build up insane heat. And John's like, yeah, but we're going to buff the shields. It's going to be fine. Yeah. And you said it could heat up on the Could is the key word. (laughs) Yeah. This is, listen, the power of positive thought. This is totally going to work. And maybe the ancients didn't try this because they had three ZPMs. They didn't have to get creative. (laughs) Yeah. And as the prominence starts collapsing, they beam up to the ship with the ZPM. Mm-hmm. So the Daedalus quickly leaves orbit. Doesn't take long to get to the sun because, like, it's it's in the solar system. Yeah, it's the sun. It's, it's the sun. We know where it is. It's not. Doesn't take that long. Yep. Um, and John is already poking McKay for timing. It is a bit more than flipping a switch. Yeah. To get it hooked up, but they do have to hurry. Shields are up. They get in place, and as the ejection starts, that's when the ZPM gets turned on. Yay. And it's working. Okay. It's 
I definitely don't want to be on that ship while it's going no, on. No, no. I don't, it, not at all. You were just standing underneath a waterfall of plasma. Well, yeah, and if anybody doesn't want to be on that ship, it's you. Yeah. It's just going to get hot. I would be like, I'm okay for a little it's while. It's like a little sauna. Yeah. I'm all right. I, you, we just had this can argument I, this morning. Can I just pour some water on the hot, you know, the hot Might as well. Thing? Clear my pores a bit? Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Um, Nick keeps saying he wants to, like, build a sauna, and I was like, that's cool. I'm not going in it. <laughs> it's not for everybody. Uh, and so far it's working, but the problem is, is this could last anywhere from a few seconds to several hours. John's like, you never said hours. McKay's yeah. like, you never fucking asked. I said this was a shitty plan. We didn't get that far. <laughs> Ronan asks McKay how they're doing up in the control room. Yeah. And it's adorable as Lanka gives a bit more of a technical answer and Ronan just stares at him. So, so is that good or bad? Good? Yeah. And Zelenka just smiles back, yes. They definitely bonded on that camping oh, trip. Oh, yeah. They're doing great. They're buds now. Maybe maybe they they did forget coffee, and because Zelenka Zelenka is fine if he doesn't have coffee in the morning, and yeah. Ronan's like, I will eat you. I'm, I Don't talk to me ever again. Yeah. Back on the Daedalus, the heat inside the shield is already starting to damage the ship. First the 302 bay, then they start venting atmosphere on deck four, and there's nothing they can do except sit and take it. Yep. Because it's either this or everybody else dies, including our whale buddies. And eventually, just as suddenly as it started, it stops. Yay. And you can actually see that S.H.I.E.L.D. is still red hot for a second. Oh, of course. Of course. And it's over. It's a, it's a heat conductor. And they're not toast. Somehow they did it. Somehow Shepard's fucking crazy plan of being Wonder Woman worked. And they're, they're, everyone's a bit sweaty. Those on the bridge probably have sunburn. Yeah. Probably want to check their radiation levels. Probably want to check their deodorant. <laughs> Back in the city. Most, if not all, the not whales are gone. Uh-huh. They started leaving as soon as over without even oh, a thank buddies. you. Yeah. And Weir, who has a punctured to eardrum. To me, that means that they know that they were hurting the people by yeah. being there. Yeah. They're like, okay, we're safe. Gotta go. Bye. But Weir has a punctured eardrum, so yeah. she just yells, no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Walks away. I do love that. Ronan finds Taylor meditating well, and end. just does that squat uh, next to her and stare at her. <laughs> what, you, what you doing? And just annoys her for a bit. Uh, yeah. She secretly likes it. Uh-huh. Uh, no one's seeing ghosts anymore and he would like to join her and she's like, mm, I fall asleep again. Yeah. This is not the nap room. So he goes and he picks up a bokken from the wall yeah. and goes, fine, if I fall asleep, slap me with this. And she's like, I will. Yeah. You don't have to ask me twice. Very hard. Yeah. I will oh. leave a mark. <laughs> and I will enjoy it. He will too. Back on the balcony, um, there is one fish left. Yep. Um, it's Sam. Well, it at least assumes it's Sam. Yeah. Saying Goodbye. Um, because, you know, he saved McKay's Goodbye life. Goodbye and thanks for all the fish. So long and thanks for all the fish. So sad that it should come to this. We tried to warn you all, but oh well. So here's a story with that with that book. Uh-huh. Obviously, that is what, like, book three? Oh, I don't know. Okay. But it's like book three or four. Okay. Okay, of the saga. Got it. I bought it because there were 
not kidding you, because there was dolphins on the cover. Sure. <laughs> did not know that maybe having some backstory would be helpful. Would be helpful. I just started reading. That's the Douglas Item book I first read, and I read this going, what? the fuck is going on <laughs> i don't understand anything this is weird yeah huh until i re- I, I was like halfway down the book before i realized oh this is not where the story begins god imagine um yeah i, I would have been like i must just not be on enough drugs <laughs> i'll take more drugs and it'll make sense I actually just assumed that I didn't get the humor. Oh. I mean, I was 14, 15. Yeah. So I just assumed it was just over my head. I mean, that, yeah, it's fair. Yeah. (laughs) I just didn't get that British humor, you know? You know, it's very different. It's so dry. It is. (laughs) Um, But John leaves McKay there on the balcony as we fade out. Yay. Yeah. Um, I know they're not whales. But they're whale friends. They're, 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 they're... I will, I will, when I say whale friends, I will put quotation marks around them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're whale friends. They're, they're whale-ish friends. Whale-ish friends. There you go. I like that. They're whale-ish. Not to be confused with Welsh. No. <laughs> but this was fun. I really that, like at, this. At that point, they'd be breathing fire or something. He's <laughs> a <of the> dragon. <laughs> I look anytime there's animals involved you got me and I don't know how often we've gotten animals in Stargate not a ton it's not an animal heavy series I don't I can't think of any other animal helper friend I mean not that aren't like insects trying to eat you that's what I mean like and helping animal friend so I do love this about it I do this hits the little like I I want to I don't know I it's got the marine biology feel Mm mm-hmm uh, I'm a fan. I this love could, it. It's one of those where, like, this could be an episode of Sequest. Oh, there you go. They find a different way to block the coronal mass injection. Yeah. But, yeah. So what's next? Next is SG-1, The Road and Not Taken. Dun, dun, dun. This is an alternate reality episode. That's my prediction. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the one with the, what was the one a long time ago where Sam has long hair in the mirror? Oh, yeah, the, I just called it the Mirror Universe episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's my prediction. Um, let's go watch it right now. The best part is we get to watch it at the same time this together. is a Terra first for 2020 <laughs> slash 2021. Uh, yeah. Holy moly, guys. Um, we hope you're all well. We hope you all soon get to reunite with the people that you've had to not unite with. Um, and... We'll see you next week with, what is it? The Road Not Taken? The Road Not Taken. The Road Not Taken. Until then, tell gonna, us about... quote some Robert Frost, I believe. Tell us about your favorite seafaring animals <laughs> on Twitter at Terra Podcast. On Facebook at There's No Place Like Terra. Email us at There's No Place Like Terra at gmail.com. Rate us, like us, view us. Things Wherever you place. podcast. That's what I was saying. The podcast things.